what if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too ridiculous or weird in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Do, 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 do. This is Megan, flying solo on Love, Life, and All Things Weird on A to Zim FM. We're coming to you live on Wednesday, December 21st, and uh, I am in the holiday spirit. Um, my uh, lovely co-host um, was doing some scheduling in Australia and uh, didn't realize she had scheduled over the show, so um, here I am flying solo, the cat's away, and the mouse is going to play. So um, I'm so excited that people are like flying into the chat room now, and uh, I think I think we're gonna just have us a little bit of a time today. So um, I want to talk about a little bit about what inspired this show. Um, we've been talking about chaos this month and chaos and order, and um, one of the things that people I think really misidentify chaos a lot, and really chaos is. The way to really step into chaos is to start begin to ask questions, right? Because most people live from conclusion and from computation and what should I do and what I can do and what I can't do and, and that's pretty ordered reality. But chaos, like, um, I was really loving I, the bit of copy I came up with for this show. Oh, I'm so clever, I'm telling you. Um it is a brave act to step out of the form and structure of controlled outcomes. Oh, it's so funny this keeps moving up. And instead, simply stand vulnerably with the universe and ask for what we truly desire. Without expectation, without knowing how, and the willingness to receive the surprises the universe has in store. To me, that is the ultimate act of chaos. Because most people are trying to do measured actions to create measured results, right? Line upon line, precept upon precept. Now, how does that feel, right? When you think about measured results and measuring your actions and line upon line and precept upon precept, how does that feel in your body? Anybody having any heaviness with that? Probably not at all. Okay, so everywhere that you've bought the lie, that creation comes from line upon line and precept upon precept and measured actions creating measured results. Can we uncreate and destroy that all now, please? I don't have a yes person. Damn it. Ladies, producers, I need a yes lady. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, boys, shorts, and beyond. My producers uh, supply so much. I'm wondering if they would supply the yes. <laughs> there they go, off in the chat room, supplying my yes. <laughs> Cool, yo. So we have uh, some new players in the chat room today. Hi, Patricia. 
And um, and some of our steady players, Lori, Kier, Shakti, and I thought I saw Joe in there. So anyway, um, Elfie, there you are. Oh, I just I needed to scroll up. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. So the first thing I want to talk about is what would you be willing to live your life like that paragraph I just read? To step out of form and structure of controlled outcomes and instead simply stand vulnerably with the universe and ask for what you truly desire. Whoa! No expectations without knowing how and with the willingness to receive all of the surprises and all of the gifts that the universe has for us. Cool. And anything that doesn't allow that, anything that doesn't allow you to step into that, anything that doesn't allow you to sense and feel the magic of that, can we please uncreate and destroy it now? Yes. Where are my yeses? Oh, there it is. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, fuck, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. To me, that's one of the most exciting adventures we could ever, ever go on. Um, so, um, Elfie, you keep getting thrown out of the chat. Oh, nuts. Producers, will you get on that? You're my people. <laughs> I'm just going to order the producers around today. <laughs> I don't have Suzanne. <laughs> How fun is that? So here's the thing that I had this huge awareness this week, and I did a live stream about it. And if you'd like to hear more about this topic, um, the live stream video is on my page, Megan Silito, on my um, friend page, as well as our page that goes along with the radio show called Love Life and All Things Weird. Um, I'm sorry, that's not the name of our page. The Facebook page is Weird on Air. So if you haven't joined Weird on Air, run over, sign up. Um, we give lots of extra bonuses and gifts and um, like clearing loops and processes. There's some um, handouts in the file section that we give out from time to time, and we just continue the conversation that happens in here on that page. So thank you, Rhonda, for writing that down. <laughs> oh, thank you, Weird on Air with Megan and Suzanne. You see, this is the problem because – just so you guys know, uh, for those of you who might be joining for the first time, uh, my beautiful co-host offers just this little spattering of organization and order to my chaos that really allows things to be beautiful and awesome. And so um, pretty much today is going to be pure chaos. So if you'd like to have a taste of that, today is the day. Oh, goodness. She's the scaffolding beneath my wings. Yes, Rhonda, she totally is. Like I'm kind of I'm kind of a little bit of a mess, but she's not around. <laughs> I do have a good time though. I will have to say that. So um, anyway, when I was uh, the, the awareness that came through um, this week was really kind of profound, and, and I'm sure I've read it or seen it somewhere before. But there's so much emphasis put on how we're shut down with our receiving and, and access as probably thousands of processes around clearing our energy on receiving. And um, and it tends to be this thing where people, like, don't even know what kind of that is, right? They don't know how to bring their barriers down and allow all of life to come to them. But I realized this week that we have pretty much just as much crap on the asking side of that little equation. And so um, I was, like, thinking about that, and I was thinking about my childhood, and I was thinking about you know, what What comes up for me around asking? And one of the things that um, 
one of the things that is pretty deep in my cells and my brain is that um that I don't want to I guess the word is um uh I don't want to be an imposition and I don't want to be an inconvenience. And so there's been times in my life where I literally have had like somebody standing on my foot or like something really, really painful happening as a child and not even being able to say, hey, will you take your, will you take your big old boot off my foot? Or, you know, even to, even to ask for something around my own physical safety, I wouldn't do it because I was so afraid um, to, that I would be uh, an imposition that it would make somebody mad, that it would um, uh, inconvenience somebody. And so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about um, what, like, wow, like, because here's the thing, is like, if there's, if you don't want to ask anybody in your life for things, like if you're, like, if you think you're comfortable asking the universe um, think again, because if you couldn't ask those same things from a person, there's what we call, there's this, this new idea come through access called refined judgments. And what that is basically is like we've taken the judgments around us and we've refined them because we knew that that wasn't okay and it didn't feel good to us, but we kind of embodied them in kind of a refined way. And so it's like this interesting thing where we don't realize we're judging ourselves or we don't realize that we're judging but there's this kind of this subtle energy between us and whatever is happening, whether it's us and asking or us and receiving or whatever that is. So, um, so anyway, I have, um, uh, so I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, what, what happens when we ask with all this junk on it? And as I tuned into the energy of that, I was like, oh, it's like we're on the phone um, ordering something, and then we actually order it and unorder it and order it and unorder it and order it and unorder it. And it's like, so the person on the other line has no idea what to deliver. So when we ask from expectation or we ask from conclusion or we ask from judgment or we ask from a place of I'm afraid that I'm inconvenient, um, I'm afraid that I'm an imposition, then what is that energy that we're actually putting out into the universe? And so it's like I think people don't ask because um, because of all of those things. And even those of us, I'm like, okay, I've been playing with questions and, and talking to the universe forever in a day. Probably uh, this is like decade number two. On some in, in some form, I would say that I got I caught on to questions maybe about 15 years ago, and 15 years later, I realized um, as I looked at it how many subtle judgments I had on asking, and I was like blown away. I was like, oh my gosh! So what would happen if we cleared everything that we have on asking, and we truly could ask from a naked place? from an open-armed place, from, uh, okay, universe, I want this. I have no idea. I have no clue how this is going to happen. And it's a yes, and show me, and play with me, and teach me, right? Um, somebody said on my live stream yesterday that they were, um, that they were afraid that... Um, 
that if they asked for something, they would get it, and then they wouldn't really want it because it had happened to them. And that's actually what happens when we do too small of an ask. And that also happens um, when, yeah, when you're not willing to ask for something really, really grand. Because when you do that with no expectations, then the universe delivers something that um, really can be appreciated at such a core level. A lot of what we ask for, actually, you guys, is other people's um, asks. A lot of us are so sensitive. We grow up in environments and, you know, like our parents want us to become doctors and lawyers and they want us to do this and they want us to do that or they had dreams and they all talked about what they wanted and so we decided that's what we want. And so that's another reason to get underneath all the stuff around asking. Number one, to make sure it's your ask, right? And if And if you ask with no expectation, the universe is going to deliver something to you that's even greater than what you could imagine and probably more aligned in a way to what you truly desire than if you're like, well, I want a red Jaguar and I want a job that looks like this. And I want, because that's what we're, you know, in the um, sort of secret movement, um, we were taught to be very, very specific. But that's kind of when we get into trouble. That's kind of when we get into that track of like, well, I keep getting what I asked for and then I don't really want it. And then like, do you guys know that phrase? Like, be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. Well, that is a refined judgment, you guys. And it's also an implant. So all of the things, all the phrases like that that we've been given, that is like an implanted point of view. So be careful what you ask for. Let's do a little process around that because I don't want to be careful what I ask for. I want to I wanna dig to the core of my being and find what's there and ask totally impossible questions, <laughs> totally like inconceivable questions. I don't want to be careful about what I ask for. So let's play a game, okay? So everybody repeat after me. Be careful what you ask for. 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 Um, I just realized that people can't hear me. Hold on. Okay, cool. <laughs> Apparently, I went away and I did not see. I need to watch the chat room while I talk. See, normally Suzanne does this bit. If I go off on a rampage, she generally mans the chat room for me. So I wasn't even looking at the chat room. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, goodness gracious me. We are in the chaos. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So I'm going to start that over, okay? Okay, everybody, one, two, three, be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. All the shit you implant and explant, holding that in place, and all the Mobius trips and quantum particulates holding that in place, can we please uncreate and destroy that now? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So for those of you who are not uh, familiar with access, um, I just did something called the clearing statement, and you can go to theclearingstatement.com and learn about it. But basically, it is one of the most potent ways to clear energy from the source of where it was created. Now, the the crazy word that I said, shikyu, stands for secret, covert, hidden, invisible, unseen, undisclosed, unacknowledged agendas. So 
what we're doing with something like that is we're literally trying to pull that energy and clear that energy from our being, from the space, so that we can actually choose from total possibility, right? So any judgments we have, any conditions that we have, any computations that we have, um, any expectations, any projections that we have, will actually prevent us from really seeing all the possibilities available to us. And therefore, it sort of it has us choosing from a limited perspective. So we want to try to clear as much of that as possible um, that, um, so that when we ask, that we literally are a vessel and, and a collaborative, co-creative instrument with the universe. How much fun could that be? So um, I'm curious, and I want to know, hi, Ronnie, I just saw that you popped in here. Um, I'm just really curious to know, what is in the way of your receiving? Or Sorry, what is in the way of your asking? What comes up when you think about asking? So I talked about earlier in the show about feeling like an imposition. Um, somebody, oh, I just, I keep, um, the, somebody posted something for me about imposition earlier on, but I keep, it, it keeps uh, flowing up, but I can't find it. Um, let's see. Are you trying to not be in imposition, even to ask for what you require? Yeah, so how many of you are, um, it's it's interesting, you know, I think about this as a coach, right? And when people come into my office or, or I'm on a Skype session or something like that, and I'm like, okay, what would make this session totally amazing? Or if you could have anything out of the session, what would it be? And they're like, to stop being mad at my mom. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what I notice across the board, and, and I include me in this, that we are asking, we're almost insulting the universe with our small asks. We're almost insulting the universe. Because the universe is this infinite, like, expansive, like, like infinite possibility, infinite potential, infinite potency, and we're asking for stupid shit. It's unbelievable to me. Like, What's it going to take for us to really begin to ask for from our being, from our infiniteness, ask from what is actually available for us and to us, right? And so, and I get, you know, it's like one of the reasons that people ask for small things is because they're very, very attached to outcome. Yeah, don't insult the universe, yo. <laughs> Thanks, Alfie. <coughs> Um, we're really so attached to getting it right and we're so attached to there being a yes at the end of an ask that we ask for things that we think we can get, right? So we just ask little. We ask little tiny, not tiny, tiny, tiny things so that we can, um, you know, get the outcome that we want. And, and that's um, one of the biggest reasons we do that. So everywhere that you are asking small so you can control whether it's a yes or a no, can we please uncreate and destroy that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. And where have you decided that hearing no is the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to you? Worse than your children getting killed? Worse than bombs going off? 
everywhere that you have decided that no is the ultimate evil, so you won't ever ask, especially if it's going to be a no, can we uncreate and destroy that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine, boys, short, and beyonds. Okay, so that's a little taster of what we're talking about today and love life and all things weird. We're going to go to break, and I would love it um, if you guys would ask some questions so that I can play with you. I'm used to having somebody to play tennis with. So um, I'm going to scroll through all the questions here in the chat room and see if there's something that we can play with when we come back. Also, today would be a good day to call in if you have a question and you'd like coaching, if you would like to clear your core belief or your core point of view around asking so that you can really free up your asker. All right, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Don't forget to dance. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird with your solo rogue host today, Megan Silito. And we are talking about asking and we are talking about the chaos that is created when we ask. So here's the dealio. With all of our points of view and um, beliefs and, and things that, you know, occurred when we were children or whatever, um, we um, we stop our asking, right? And, and it gets in the way of our asking. But even beyond all of that, for most of us, the the thing that we're really avoiding in asking is chaos. Because one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to order and control the universe. That's one of the reasons why we're not asking. It's one of the reasons why we're asking for very small things, right? So one of the things that we're totally avoiding in asking these big questions is we're avoiding chaos. We're avoiding being out of control. Because when we ask small questions or we don't ask, we feel like we can control the circumstances of our world. Like even trying to avoid hearing a no is a form of trying to control. You're trying to control how people are responding to you, right? So anywhere and everywhere you have decided that um, that chaos is way too scary and so you're going to keep yourself nicely ordered and controlled so you're going to never ask for anything too much, can we please uncreate and destroy all of that now? Okay, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. And now I have two questions from the chat room, and then I have a caller. I'm so excited. Okay, so Lori asked, how do we know if we are asking for our own stuff or if we're running someone else's energy and it's their desires we are truly asking for? So, yeah, I think that's why, like, um, when you look at what is it that I want to ask for, what is it I want to ask the universe for, or is there somebody in your life you want to ask for a raise, or whatever that it is, it's like one of the things you want to do is just say, it's kind of like that same tool, like, is it mine, right? When you have something going on, is this mine? Is this request mine? If it feels light, it's yours. If it feels heavy, it's probably not. So, um, so, Okay, so let's just do kind of a general clearing on that, okay? So anything and everything that doesn't allow you to know what your desires are and anywhere and everywhere that you have embodied and impelled other people's desires, other people's thoughts about living, other people's thoughts about how to create the world, can we please uncreate and destroy that now? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. Very, very cool. Um, so I hope that answers your question. If it doesn't, um, please let me know. But just as you're looking at crafting questions, because, Lori, you're in the magic school that I have going on right now. And what I've done is I've asked them to craft 10, quote, impossible or inconceivable questions. What they don't know yet is we're going to pick two or three of those to um, guide their year. So, like, having some really big questions to um be not have a target, but have the question and following the energy from the question be the process of creating in the coming year. And so as you're crafting these questions, you just want to go, is this mine? Is this mine? And just pot and pock anything in the way of um, you accessing 
the questions that would create the greatest expansion for your life and living. Okay, cool. Uh, and the other question I'm going to answer before I go to our caller is how... Uh-oh. <laughs> it keeps uh, moving up. Maybe in our when we get our new chat room, maybe it won't do this so I can find stuff easier. Uh, okay, cool. How can we catch on to the refined judgments and really clear them since they're so sneaky? Um, yeah, what I would say is anything that you're asking for that is, um, it feels like it's eluding you. It feels like it's not, there's not a clear space. You're not in a flow. And, you know, when you start asking really juicy, good questions, um, you could literally be in that question for like years and years and years and years. I mean, Einstein said he wasn't smarter than anybody else. He just had the capacity to be with questions for longer periods of time. And he actually stayed with the questions that he had around relativity for 20 years before that actually came in. The awareness of what relativity was actually came in. And so... Um, I'm a huge fan of asking unanswerable questions because then when you ask something that's really juicy that really is connected to your being and to what feels like your path and, and what you're here to create and do, then your life then becomes the answer. There's no answer. Your life and living and how you show up and what you choose becomes the answer. So here's a question that opened the door to have me start teaching about money and playing with money totally has changed my money. So I want to share it with you guys. Some of you guys know this already, but um, uh, every time I share this, there's somebody that hasn't heard it and they asked me to, to send it to them. But So here's, a, here's an example of a really juicy question. What will it take for me to playfully generate wealth in a way that is so powerful and purposeful that it pulls up and out the most spectacular parts of me and everyone I come in contact with. So, well, so that's a much grander question than how am I going to pay my rent? And most people are filling their minds with things like how am I going to pay my rent? Okay. And what happens with the brain is your brain will answer, will go to discover and to answer and to bring information about everything you ask. It's like a Google search engine. And the other part of it is your brain is designed to be successful. So if you ask, hey, how am I going to pay my rent this month? And you pay your rent that month, because we always do. We always pull it off, right? If you're listening to this, you've probably always figured out how to pay your rent. But what happens is the brain goes, oh, we were successful at that, so let's ask that question again next month. And so that's why some of us stay in these same questions, like how am I going to lose weight and how am I going to pay my rent? And it's because, again, it's one of those insulting questions, but it's insulting because there's so much more available, but it also is like, there's like, it's such an easy fix and we're so addicted to being right and to having things, uh, having to be successful in that way that we'll keep asking these stupid questions. It's super scary to step into the chaos of the question that I just asked, right? What will it take for me to playfully generate wealth in a way that's so powerful and purposeful that it pulls up and out the most spectacular parts of me and everyone I come in contact with? So that like totally changed my dance with money, and it actually opened up the door for me to teach about money. And I would say that I've probably lived about 3% of that question so far. I'll probably be asking that question for 10 more years because it's one of those guiding questions that will continue 
to bring me energy and whispers of information. Okay, so let me, um, I would like to take my caller now, producers. May I? Caller, caller, caller. Hello, here's the caller from Portugal, Europe, Jeanette. Portugal, yay! Jeanette! Yes, finally, yes, Jeanette, that's the right way, but you can pronounce it any way you want. <laughs> Thank you, Jeanette. I'm so excited that you joined our show today all the way from Portugal. How fun is that? Yes. Yeah, it was great having you in the program with Janice Blackard on the Whisper Mapping. Yes, and yeah. Then, then on Facebook, I got to see the face to the voice. And so, now I'm talking to you. Cool. I'm so glad you called in. So, what uh, question do you have for me today? So, um, if I were having a session with you and you would ask me, what would you, if anything, what would you, how do you ask that? Um, I'm, I'm, what, what, I'm sorry, I'm not. At the beginning of a session, you ask people, if anything, what you, would you like to get out of this session? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Or I say something so, like, if this was the most amazing session of your yes. life, what would, what would have to occur? Yeah. Exactly. One of I, exactly. Yeah. So, so here's the thing that I would like to ask for, and I would like to have that in one juicy question, so I can ask that just every every day. Hmm. Cool. I would so like. Go ahead. I have been um, interested in doing courses in mediumship, but I have. Um, turned away from doing what everybody does, um, getting messages from dead people. And I would like to have this super, super clear connection with beings who, who are just, who like to work with me, that I enjoy working with and just have so much fun connecting with them, working with them and making money in the process. Hmm, beautiful. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, cool. So are you asking to um, craft a question around that? Are you asking for help around crafting that question? Yes, well, anything that, that you can, that you feel guided to do. Okay, cool. I would, I would, I would like to be just totally comfortable with, Everything weird about me. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Now you're singing, you're singing my song now. So, um, <laughs> something that you, you probably don't know about me is that I am getting ready to launch, um, we're not sure what we're calling it yet. We're calling it, because we don't know what we're calling it yet, we're calling it the weird revolution. But, <laughs> There was several years ago that I realized that that was what I was here to do. I was here to work with people who have gifts and capacities that are seem kind of weird in this reality, but that yeah. those are the capacities that will change the world. And and mm -hmm. so much of us, what has been different or what has been weird has been are those things that we have in us 
that actually have the capacity to have the most life-changing massive impact. So we have to get out of this idea that we're weird or strange or different, but we have to really embrace our weird, our big weirdo selves so that we can be everything that we came here to be. And one of the programs I have running right now is called Magic School, and everybody in there is just like playing and gifting each other's weird gifts, And but it actually is this safe space to practice and play with the gifts and to have it be received and I feel like sometimes that is a good step for us, and whether it's whether it's this program or something else, to to play with groups of people who where you are not weird, right? And so mm-hmm. that actually begins to help you really claim that, and then begin to bring it to to the outer world, which they might think it's weird, but they're actually really looking for it. So I just want you to tap into something with me, okay? So. Mm-hmm. When you feel into these gifts and and what you actually are capable of and what you love to do and connecting people to to beings that have passed and things like that and to channeling, I'd like you to kind of just feel in like, what will the world be like in 50 years if you choose not to express this gift? And just feel the energy of that. I got a clunk over here when I asked that question. It went clonk, okay? I don't know what it was for you, right? I would not want to be in it. (laughs) Yeah, so, so, yeah, exactly, yes. Because why would you want to be in a world that didn't include your capacities? And everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy that? And for everybody listening to this now and in the future, why would you want to be in a world that didn't include your capacities? And everything yes, that is, Mr. Godzilla, can we uncreate and destroy it, please? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. So, Jeanette, what would the I world be weird, like? I have this weird idea that these capacities have to be good for other people. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, they, but what about you? <laughs> What about you, Bob? Yeah. Well, because, yeah. you know, every time I, I have that idea, I'm like, forget it. I don't want to do stuff for other people. I want to do things just for me, just because they're fun. Yes. Yes. Because even, if, even, even if nobody cares, I do this stuff. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So do it for you first, right? Do it for you first because it's fun for you, right? Like I started channeling money and it was just freaking fun. And then I went online and did a live stream and apparently other people like that I can channel money too because this whole little program just took off, right? But first I did it because it was fun. It showed up in a training that I was doing with Corey Michelle and it was the one of the funnest things that's ever happened. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's fun. So I kept doing it. So yeah, what if you could appreciate your own gifts? What if you could have fun with your own gifts? And how would that impact the natural gifting and outpouring of that gift with others? Yeah, but now I'm stuck. (laughs) Okay. So, but hold on. So hold on. Let me ask the second question. What's the world going to look like in 50 years if you say yes to these gifts, if you just play with them for fun and play with them with whoever will want to play with them with you, 
What will the world look like in 50 years if you say yes to these gifts? I think that if I choose it and not knowing what it looks like or what it's going to look like or how it's going to evolve, it will, I feel that other people might choose something similar as well. Yes. So you can be the permission for other those uh, other people with similar capacities to also say yes. And that's what really occurs when we say yes to our capacities, right? It is the literal translation of the capacity that does increase and add to the world, but it's the permission we be- we become for others like us that exponentializes that energy on the planet. How cool is that? Yeah. I still have something, but we have to go to break, right? (laughs) You're better at paying attention to the chat room while we're talking than I am. Nicely done, Jeanette. So, yes, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put you on pause. We're going to come back from the break. I'm going to just check into the chat room for a minute, and then let's see if there's any other questions that you have to uh, complete our conversation. How's that sound? Yes, thank you so much. All right. See you in a minute. Yes. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, 
Call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back, everybody. We keep picking up more listeners as we go. I'm getting um, emails and texts and posts, and people keep joining the, the chat room, so... I think we are stirring up a dust storm of energy, of a sparkly dust form storm where people are like feeling the energy and coming into play. And it's, it is, I, I don't want it to end. We only have 10 more minutes. So I don't want it to end. Now, before I pop back with you, Jeanette, I want to uh, speak to uh, kind of a, a couple of questions that seem to be theming here in the chat room space. Um, which are, how do you ask an impossible question? And I wanted to give um, uh, a couple of things. One is you want to take a look for what you ask yourself the question, what have I dared never ask for? What have I dared never ask for? And even if you have nothing comes and you have to ask that question several times over several days or even weeks, that would be a really juicy question to start with. What have I dared never asked for, and that if I would ask for it would change my entire reality and make it unrecognizable to me. Um, something like that. What is it that I have never dared ask for that if I had asked for it would change my entire reality and would open up a life and living of expansive joy and ease? So there's a good place to start because in the question game, and there's people on this call that have been asking questions forever and your question masters and then some people that maybe are, are new to the game and um, so here is, uh, for those of you who are newer to the game of question asking here is a really cool process that created a question that totally changed my whole reality okay, you ready for it? and then these two questions are from a mentor of mine uh, by the name of Gay Hendricks and it's in the book called uh, conscious Living by Gay Hendricks, okay? So the first question is, what would you never want to retire from? So what you do is you pick like three things or so that you'd never ever want to retire from and write them down. And I'm going to just kind of pause and let people think about what those three things might be. Then you want to ask, um, how could I get paid to do these things? How could I get paid to do these things? Now, the thing that most people do is they're they're in jobs or they're in things where they are looking forward to retirement. You're not on the right career path if you're looking forward to retirement. You know, you're not at least you're not on the most expansive path you could be on if you're looking forward to retirement. Because the things that potentially can make you the most money are the things that you would never ever ever want to retire from. And so when you start asking how to generate money and how to create income flows, with those things that you'd never want to retire from, whole new universes open up. So there was a question that I did this about eight years ago, okay? And one of the things that came, the three things on my list were what I would never want to retire from is facilitating or teaching, learning, being a student, and travel. Those are the three things. And I was already getting paid to facilitate, but I was paying to travel and I was paying to take trainings, right? Right? And so I said, 
how can I get paid to travel the world and take trainings? And it took a few years, but in 2015, I created a program called Come Learn with Megan as I became a certified facilitator in access consciousness. And this group um, got together to learn with me through that period of the year as I traveled all over the world. I traveled to Denmark and I I traveled to Australia and I traveled to Costa Rica and I, I traveled all over the world and it was the most amazing thing and it I actually didn't occur to me that it was that question that I'd asked probably eight years before that that had culminated in that experience. Now there were some other things along the way that happened where I got paid to be in training but it totally changed my reality for what was possible. And so that is a really amazing question to, or two questions that you can ask to start crafting something that is more of a bigger question for yourself. So um, the other thing is, is that, uh, Laura, if you are interested, we just got done with the first level of ma magic school. We're going into level two here in January. And I have a module in there called question crafting. And it teaches you about asking really expansive questions. So private message me if you're interested in that, because um, I think it's an awesome, awesome series. It's an awesome module. So I want to get back to you, Jeanette. Is there anything else you would like to ask before we to, to feel complete in our conversation today? Um, yes. So I have, I have this sequence I go through. Um, I am, um, I would like to ask for something not knowing what it looks like. And I want to be comfortable with people thinking that I'm weird or lazy or wasting time or, mm -hmm. you know, for, for doing it and I'm still choosing it. And I also would still like to pay my rent and pay off my expenses. Mm -hmm. And somehow I I feel like they, and then I, I get to this weird thing, isn't it better if I do something sensible? Yuck. Cool. I have a process for you. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. So what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be the wealthy weirdo you truly be for all eternity. <laughs> and everything that doesn't allow that, can we agree? Destroy that. Yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know what that laughter is, Jeanette? No. What? <laughs> that. <laughs> when you, when, when I run a process on somebody, and they have that response, it's because it's speaking to a truth. The truth is that you could be one of the weirdest, richest weirdos on the planet, and you know it, and you've been yeah. playing small, right? So one of the things yeah. that I've learned about, and this isn't, you know, this is just through other courses that I've taken through the years, other courses on money and wealth, is that the people who have the most wealth are the most eccentric. It, wealth actually requires true wealth, like not just like I can pay my bills and I have a little oh, extra. But, yeah, but true, true, yes, true wealth requires that we be eccentric because we have to be different than most of the people to, because most of the people aren't wealthy. 
So yeah. you actually you know, have to be weird. You have to be eccentric to be wealthy. Yes, you know, and how long, how much judgment did it take before the weirdos became to be viewed as eccentric and truly artistic by the world instead of weird? <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, so I let me let me run this process with you a couple of more times and for yeah. everybody listening, right? And then um I would um I'm going to kind of complete up the show and kind of tell people where they can find things and all that kind of stuff. So cool. what what energy, space and consciousness can you and your body be to be the wealthy weirdo you truly be for all eternity with total ease? And everything that doesn't allow that, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So I'm going to say this one with a we. What energy, space, and consciousness can we and our bodies be to be the wealthy weirdos we truly be for all eternity with total glee and ease? And everything that doesn't allow that, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. You are so delightful today. Thank you so much for calling in and playing with me. Oh, I'm so happy I did. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. okay, so I'm getting tons and tons of questions in the chat room and um, about magic school. And uh, we just finished module, or we just finished level one of magic school, and that's available uh, uh uh, electronically. What's that? Evergreen. So you can purchase Magic School, the first level, but we're starting a live Magic School, and it's a worldwide. Um, I use the Zoom platform, and it starts January 9th. If you're interested in that, probably the best thing to do right now before we get all of our marketing out is just to private message me, and I will get you all the details of both programs. There is a special deal if you actually do both programs, even though the one is complete, you can still join the live private Facebook group. So, um, oh my God, thank you guys so much. I had so much fun today with all of you. The chat room is, is rocking and uh, so fun to have Jeanette call in. And please, please, please start asking bigger questions. Okay, guys, bye for now. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life. <laughs>